Now let's move on to the prenatal stage. Let me give you the second biggest problem that happens in the planting of new churches. It is the problem of a premature birth. Now, especially when you've gathered the core group from Christians, what is the thing that they're really focusing on? When are we going to have the first worship service? Because that is the focus for the Christian. To focus on that and get that going so quickly can sometimes make the prenatal stage too short. Think of the birth of a child. Is it an important period to have a time before going public? Well, of course it is. You just don't go from conception to birth. One of the reasons for that is so that the parents don't get overwhelmed. Could you imagine having it happen three days afterwards, after conception? That'd be horribly shocking. But even more than that is the child needs time for development before it can survive in the world. Think about it this way. When does most of the development in a person happen? Does it happen before birth or after birth? Before birth. The child needs to develop all sorts of systems. The skeletal system, the nervous system, the digestive system, the the muscle system, and so on and so forth. The lungs, the heart. All of these things need to be developed, and if they're not properly developed, the child will not have a healthy birth. And so therefore, it is very important that there's a certain amount of development that happens before you have the first public worship service. In fact, I would suggest to you that the basic systems need to be in place before the public worship happens. Otherwise, you'll have a premature birth. And the worst case scenario is that the new church will not survive. The best case is it will be premature and will struggle for a long time before it becomes viable. Now, you'll notice under the strategic issues during the prenatal stage, some of those key issues are identified for you. Now, notice the number one issue there. Evangelism strategy implemented. If you want a church that's going to evangelize, I have noticed that churches that have evangelism happening before the first public worship service are very likely to continue to evangelize afterwards. I have also observed that churches that do not evangelize before first public worship service take sometimes a long time to get into evangelism. The reasons for that are very simple, that whatever you do before the birth becomes a part of the genetic code. If, in the gathering of the new church, you all focus on how to have the church programs, how to have the worship, all the stuff that's focused on the believer, and ignore the non-Christian, you are communicating that evangelism is of the lowest priority, if it needs to be considered at all, in the process and function of church life. I often tell the church planters I work with, you don't have a new church until you have your first convert baptized. I don't care how big you are and how many people you've got. If you, if you haven't evangelized, you're not a church yet. You haven't even done all the functions of a church. So make sure that happens in the, in the stages before birth. And if people are unwilling to be mobilized for evangelism before birth, they're certainly not going to get mobilized for evangelism after birth. I also believe it's important to have multiple small groups begin to start in a new church before birth. 
very often it will start with one leadership cell and then from there birth into two or three other cells prior to when the worship starts. When I was here in uh, last November in Germany, I had a chance to go out to lunch with a German leader. And he was a coach of other church planters. And so I began to ask him, what has he been learning through the coaching process of, of the churches he's been helping in a Barnabas way? Of the many things that he shared, one was particularly of interest. He described a process where a church waited until they had multiple cells before they went with public worship every week. Now that's not unusual because that's what I recommend. But here's the process they went through. They started with a leadership cell and out of that they trained up people to be leaders of new cell groups and then helped them to go start their own cell groups. So this leadership cell dissolved and then gave birth to two or three groups. And when they had these two or three groups they would have a, a gathering together for celebration once a month. When they had multiplied the number of groups to somewhere between four and five groups, then they went to a worship celebration every other week. And when they got up to uh, uh, six or seven groups, then they went to a weekly worship service. I really liked that model because it maintains the focus and energy of the people on evangelism and disciple making as it should be in the state, early stages of starting a new church. But it also had a meeting that had people being together in a bigger thing than what was going on in the cells. And it kept out the Christians that weren't serious about making disciples because a Christian would only want to have the weekly worship right away so they could sit and soak. As the church gained in critical mass in that prenatal stage, they were increasing the frequency of the celebration. And it was allowed the, the, the leaders to focus on the evangelism and the development of new leaders to get the critical mass, and the church was born in the course of a year very healthy. So anyway, that's, that's one idea of a process that's actually worked here in Germany. And I've checked it out. It's also worked other places as well, but I heard, learned about the process uh, after having here.